This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Coming up, the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra is getting ready for its 105th season, and we'll find out what's in store this fall with the VSO and talk to their musical director, conductor Otto Tausk. But first, some of the consumer news from the past week. One of the concerns that is stopping some people from getting an electric vehicle is recharging anxiety. Will there be enough places to charge up your vehicle, especially on long trips? But that is changing, especially here in BC. A new report shows that the number of public charging ports in Canada has grown by 50% in the last 20 months. And it's mostly here in BC and in Quebec. There's still a long way to go, though. Jeff Turner of the Dunksy Energy and Climate Research Firm says about 10% of the 23,000 publicly located ports in Canada are actually right here in the greater Vancouver area. 10% of them. 12% of them are on the island of Montreal. A Canadian housing expert says the shortage of non-profit housing can be traced back to the 1990s when the federal government stopped investing in it. Carolyn Weitzman says there was a vague notion that the private sector would somehow provide low-income housing, but that has never been true in Canada. According to 2022 data from Toronto, the average wait times for subsidized housing in TO ranges from 8 to 15 years, depending on the unit. LinkedIn is offering a chance for you to verify your account, get your own little check mark. But unlike the platform previously known as Twitter, it won't cost you anything. LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft, and they announced on Thursday that they will be giving 22 million Canadian members the option to verify their profiles. You'll have to provide a copy of government issued ID and a selfie. That will go to a third-party company that's partnering with LinkedIn. It's completely optional, and it was first offered to American users this past spring. LinkedIn says it's meant to bolster trust in the platform while boosting safety in the digital age. And at the very least, it will prove that you're not a bot. We may be close to a pill that will specifically treat postpartum depression in women. Maternal health experts are hoping the fast-acting, short-term medication already approved in the U.S. for treating postpartum depression will soon be available in Canada. Zoranolone is the first pill specifically designed for severe depression after giving birth. Two clinical trials have found that the pill brings relief that starts on day three of a two-week regimen. Dr. Diane Francoeur says uh, she's with the Society of Obstetricians and Gynecologists of Canada, says because it works fast and it's only meant to be taken for a short time, it might ease the minds of women who don't want to be taking general antidepressants on a permanent basis. And a loaned book has been returned to the Vancouver Public Library almost 90 years past its due date. The book, which is actually a collection of plays, was checked out in 1937. The library shared the glimpse back in time this week on its Facebook page. It was well before the library's electronic catalog. You can see the little paper slot for the card and all the previous people who took out the book. 
hard to believe the Vancouver Public Library has been around for uh, 90 years, but it has actually dates back way further than that to 1869. And a little later this afternoon on Vancouver Consumer, I'll tell you about the very first library in this town. And coming up next, the fall marks the 104th season of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. And we'll find out what's in store when Vancouver Consumer talks to their musical director, conductor Otto Tausk. That's next. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra is gearing up for another season. This is the 105th season for the VSO. And to tell us what they have up their sleeve for the fall, we are very honored to have the musical director of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, conductor Otto Tausk. Thank you so much for being here, Otto. Thank you for having me here. It's wonderful to speak to you. Yeah, and there's a couple of things about this that uh, kind of blow my mind. The first thing is that uh, we're two weeks away from September. That just blows my mind. Uh, and the second thing is that uh, this is your sixth season as musical director of the VSO. How does that feel? Well, actually, um, thinking about our conversation, I was I was kind of counting the years and I thought, oh, dear, it's already my sixth season. That that sounds really long, but it feels extremely short. And um, I, th I think there are a couple of reasons why it feels so short is, well, first of all, of course, um, time flies when you're having a really good time. And um, uh, so, so my, my, my relationship with the musicians in the orchestra, which is, which is, is, is a really special one, has only been um, growing and been, been more, more in, intense and more fun uh, as, we, as we went through those years. Um, and of course, on the other hand, there's also been this weird COVID period where everything has been kind of on hold for a while um, and that took a couple of years to to get over so it, it it kind of feels like we've only just started although it's already in the sixth season that's right yeah it's 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 pretty amazing and and you coming from holland have you noticed that uh the relationship that vancouverites have had with the the symphony has changed i guess like you say COVID has changed everything but have you seen the relationship of uh, vancouverites and uh, their relationship to the orchestra changing. So what what we're trying to 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 establish is that um, that the audience, um, even if they if, even if they don't really know what they're gonna hear, what they're gonna listen to, what they're gonna experience in one of our concerts, that they're having they're having a great and a, and, a, and, a, and a fabulous evening anyway. Um, and and I think that's. That's what we're trying to establish in, 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 in the past couple of years. And what, what we're looking for is that, of course, we're playing all those great masterworks that everyone knows and loves, like, like Beethoven's Ninth Symphony or, or, or uh, maybe a Tchaikovsky Symphony. But we're also programming things that people might not really have heard before. And um, what we're trying to establish is that when they, when they leave after an evening uh, full of fantastic music, that they think, wow, this is something new i've experienced um it's it, the symphony orchestra and um uh and and i believe we're 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 making we're making small progress there and um and that's a really exciting uh, journey we, we we're on um of course also during covid people stayed at home and and it's 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 been a hard job 
inviting and getting everyone back into the hall, but it really feels like everyone is back now and not just back, but also somehow I, I sense there's a new energy in the hall. And it might be because new people have now discovered the symphony orchestra. I don't know, but it, that could well be the case. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw a few things last season, uh, including the Stuart Copeland uh, of the police, uh, his thing where he was conducting the orchestra, and it was so accessible. And it seems to me that uh, the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra has really kind of opened the door to, to making sure that... Uh, classical music is accessible because I guess it's very important for you for, for it not to, to be this sort of snobby thing that only certain people <laughs> like, because it really should, it should be for everybody. Exactly. And it, it, that's so right. What you're saying, it should be for, and it is for everybody. And it's something that I've always really believed in is that, you know, everybody loves music and, and there's, there's so many kinds of music. And, and I think lots of people that, that maybe don't know music have never experienced it. And, that, and, and that's why they, they might think that, oh, music is not for me. But I think in the end, everybody who, who gets to know music will love it. And I think it's our, our duty and our, our job to make sure that, that as, as, as many people as we can reach um, get to know and, and enjoy music. And I always find it really fascinating when, 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 for instance, more younger people come into the hall and when I speak to them afterwards or when I meet them on the street. And I, I'm always really interested to hear um, which pieces they liked. And, and it, it always surprises me that, that, that new, new audiences are very interested in repertoire that I would have never expected they would be. Like when we program, when we program the classical hits or when we program some new music or when we do some pop music, it's, it's incredibly diverse. And people always surprise me uh, about what they what they've enjoyed and what they like and what they're looking for. So so I think if we if we try to be as diverse as possible in our in our repertoire choice, in the people we invite as guest artists, as guest soloists, as guest conductors, as guest speakers, I think I think we will be able to reach as many as many people um, um, as possible, which I, I find the big challenge and also um, the, the, the maybe that's uh, the, the, the best fun that we can actually have. And, and one of the things about the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra is, I'm sure you know, um, is that it's not just the symphony orchestra. We also have a school of music. Now, and in, in this school of music, of course, we, we reach the entire family, like, like the kids, they learn an instrument or the parents, they have lessons. Um, and, and that's such a valuable thing to have in a, in a, in a city like Vancouver. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it's important that people uh, know about the, the website. VancouverSymphony.ca is where to go. Uh, and you can get the VSO app, which uh, works with Apple and Android devices. And there's all sorts of things. If you go to the website, you can see exactly what's coming up for the new season. Um, exactly. And and all that stuff. And we're talking to Otto Tausk, who's the music director of the VSO. And uh, uh, he also just mentioned the artistic advisor for the VSO School of Music. So let's talk about the, the new season. The theme is Escape to Extraordinary. So what does that mean to you? Well, well to me, it means, first of all, um, it's a bunch of extraordinary musicians, right? So in the orchestra, it's, it's, it, it, Everyone in the orchestra is incredibly unique 
in their in their personality and and in the way they can play their instrument but but being this fantastic vancouver symphony orchestra is is getting together as as with these wonderful musicians that's just an extraordinary experience now escape to the extraordinary is of course when when you go to a concert you you kind of step away from your normal daily life just for one one hour or two hours an evening or an afternoon or a morning um and uh, and and it, it's kind of a it's kind of a, a a thing you experience and when you come out of the concert hall something has changed and it's 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 hard to, to really explain what what has changed but something inside you has been moved hopefully um and and, and it's because you you've had this little little escape to something extraordinary that can actually color your your daily life i think that's what what it's all about music yeah no i i think that's very true when it's at its best uh it it it's it just takes you away somewhere and and yeah. the great thing about the vancouver symphony orchestra is if you look at the program there's something for everybody there's all the the different sort of more pop oriented things and then you're also doing some of the classics and you're opening with uh with i guess this is a bold choice because i'd love to hear your take on it it's Mahler's sixth symphony and i listened to a little bit of it yesterday and it it's such a great uh piece of music it's long and it's it's got uh some really cinematic big pieces and then some more quiet things i mean what what's it like starting with something like mahler well so to be completely uh open and honest let me start with the real beginning of our season of course mahler six is is the opening concert. I'll, I'll talk about Mahler 6 in a minute, but um, uh, the week before, we're actually playing a Tchaikovsky Symphony, uh, Tchaikovsky Symphony Number no. 5, and we're also having the soloist Yo-Yo Ma, the, the, the famous cellist, is joining us for, for Dvorak's um, Cello Concerto. Um, right. That's, that's the really first thing we're doing after the summer break with the orchestra. But you're right, the, the, the opening of the season is going to be uh, Mahler's Sixth Symphony. Now, now Mahler is a composer that's very dear to my heart. A composer from Vienna um, uh, who lived in a very turbulent time in Vienna. Uh, he had a very turbulent life, and uh, he wrote incredible symphonies for for a large orchestra. Now, he he, he wrote um, uh, a couple of them, and 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 so far we've done one of the Mahler symphonies every season, um, and. Um, uh opening this season with number six is quite a challenge because because it's a, as you say it's a big one um but it's also perhaps his most personal one it's it's a very romantic symphony it's very dramatic it's very turbulent um but it's also nicknamed the tragic now and that's that's a very interesting information because um Although the music is very tragic, it's also very hopeful and very, um, it's extremely expressive. And he, he wrote it at a time um, that he was actually really happy in his life, um, uh, happy in his marriage, happy in his work. And, and uh, I mean, Mahler was a composer that um, experienced lots of challenges in his life. He wasn't always that happy, um, lost some children um, uh, was sent away as conductor of the opera in Vienna. His wife left him. Um, it, it was it was it was a very um, um, a challenging life. But but so his sixth symphony um, 
is written at this at this high point when he was extremely happy but at the same time he wrote a symphony that is very dramatic and somehow is um is it, it, it's soaked in let's say the the fate idea of life even though you might feel happy and 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 uh, exhilarated um, it it can all change in 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 a second um, and i right. think that's why 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 he he wrote this music um it's life is very fragile in a way and 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 so is playing a Mahler symphony it's it 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 demands from all the musicians in the orchestra to to play in a very and this may sound strange but to play in a very personal and a very um dedicated way uh, not only because it's so hard to play but also because it's it's just very um a demanding music um, in, in an artistic way, and I thought it would be great to start a season with a with a piece like this. I think I think the um, the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra is is at a at a let's say at a point in in the um, um, in the development of the orchestra where we we're actually able to to play these kind of pieces even in the beginning of the season. And I and I hope and I'm sure that the uh, the audience will be thrilled to hear a symphony like this. Yeah, and it might be a great way if if people are thinking uh, I want to go and see some you know real classical music. It might be a great place to start. Uh, Mahler's Sixth Symphony, and that's coming up. If you go to VancouverSymphony.ca, you can find information uh, to get tickets for that, as well as all sorts of different uh, different passes that they have and all the information for the upcoming 105th season. And we're talking to uh, the musical director of the VSO and the artistic advisor for the VSO School of Music, Otto Tausk. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, some of the other things because it's a very diverse program. It's not just Mahler. It's also something if you are a fan of Aretha Franklin and Tina Turner, there's something for you. We'll hear about that when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer and uh, we are very excited to have Otto Tausk, the musical director of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra and the artistic advisor for the VSO School of Music. Uh, you can go to vancouversymphony.ca and find out everything that's going on for their 105th season, which is uh, set to start this fall. And uh, Otto, we talked about uh, the Mahler concert. His uh, It's the sixth symphony, and that's coming up. Um, what about, uh, what what's... What are you most excited about? What is what is something that you're sort of looking forward to that might be a little different for you uh, coming up? Well, there's there, there is so much in in this season that I'm looking forward to. Um, the, the, the concerts that I'm conducting, of course, I'm looking forward to uh, a lot, um, and 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 especially because the the repertoire is going to be really broad. But also the concerts um, conducted by guest conductors uh, with guest soloists, they're going to be incredible. And um, and as you've said before, it's a season full of uh, really different kinds of repertoire. There's this there's this idea that that a symphony orchestra might be just playing the classical music, which is completely uh, not true. Um, the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra plays lots of different kind of kinds of music, like 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 
more like pop music and the queen of the queen of soul, um, as you said before. Um, but of course, the, the programs that I will be conducting um, are, are are very close to my heart. Um, one of the one of the works I'm really looking forward to is the um, uh, is the Verdi Requiem. So we have this. Um, kind of tradition to um uh, to play a requiem um around remembrance day in november um and 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 this year we have verdi on the program and i love verdi i, I love verdi's operas um and the requiem might be his best opera which is which is it's hard to imagine that a requiem um um uh, written in, in memory of, of, of the dead. It, it has anything to do with opera, but it's, it's because the music is so incredibly well-written, so beautiful. It's, it's full of gorgeous orchestral music, full of, full of great choir moments and soloists. So it's, it's a very, this piece has huge impact. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to do that with, um, um, with everyone on stage. Um, but there, but there's so much thinking about the the entire season where we're also doing a symphony by a Russian composer called Prokofiev. Now Prokofiev might be really well known for his music uh, for the Romeo and Juliet uh, ballet. Um, right. That many people know that music and um, it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, romantic music. Um, but he's written like seven symphonies that are all amazing and incredible and we're we're doing the f actually this season is going to be the first time um the vso and myself are doing a prokofiev symphony uh together and um uh, so we're starting with the most famous the biggest and the best one which is number five um so i'm i'm really looking forward to prokofiev's uh symphony number five talking about number fives um, we're doing two other great number fives. There's something with number five, and I don't know what it is, Marvin. It's really weird. But every time you you take you you, you talk about a composer and you you look at the symphonies the composer wrote, and you look at number five, it's always fantastic. So we're starting with Tchaikovsky five. We're doing Prokofiev five halfway the season, and we're ending the season with Shostakovich five. I don't know what it is. There's something with number five. Um, uh, we did Mahler five some years ago, which is also a really great symphony. Um, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so the, so the Shostakovich symphony number five at the end of the season is uh, is an incredibly powerful powerful music. We're doing something very special that has never been played in BC before, um, which is the Harmonielehre, and now um, that's a study of harmony. Um, uh, in German, Harmonielehre, written right. by um, the composer Adams. Now, this is a fascinating piece. It's for big orchestra. It's 40 minutes long, and it's incredibly rhythmical. So if you like rhythm, if you like, um, uh, let's say, music that you you, you want to dance to, now Adams is the composer to listen to. Um, and he, he wrote this piece, I think, around 1985, and it's never been played in, in in BC before, and it's 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 not what you would expect about uh, from new music. It's actually incredibly tonal. It's like celebrating the power of tonality, if I can say that. And mm -hmm. it's based on a it's based on a dream he had. The composer Adams had a dream about about an oil tanker taking off as a spaceship, and so. <laughs> If you just imagine an oil tanker taking off as a spaceship into air, right into into outer space, perhaps um, 
and then the, the harmony layer that's what you get as a piece so so there's so so much to look forward to and i'm also really happy that we're 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 also presenting more like you know the the, the things that traditionally um, are very close to the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra, like you know the the, the holiday season coming up um, around Christmas time with Vivaldi's Four Seasons. We're doing the movies, Home Alone, The Snowman. Um, people might know um, the traditional Christmas uh, with uh, Christopher Gaze, which is something that um, uh, appears every season, and we're really happy to to present that again. Um, so many, so many different things. Yeah, I notice in, in as part of the holiday season program, you have Elf in concert, the Will Ferrell yes. movie, and uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's amazing because. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and by the way, tickets are going really fast for that. So if you want to go see Elf with the orchestra, you might want to get a, go to a, a VancouverSymphony.ca right away because um, it's amazing. I think that's an example of how much people love classical music and they don't even know it. Oh, you know oh, I mean? totally. That's 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 all right. What you say, Martin? Because because um, I, we 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 were doing lots of John Adams uh, in the last season, and and he was celebrating his ninetieth birthday. And um, um, of course, if you ask people, so can, could you sing me a John Adams tune? Uh, people, t- I, I don't I don't know a John Adams tune. But then if you if you say, well, well, sing me the tune for the Superman or Star Wars or uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, or it's all John Williams. If you if you think about. Uh, about the movie Jaws, and if you if you would play the movie and turn your sound off, not not hear the music, it's not half as scary, right? Yeah. So 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 music is an incredibly powerful um, uh, thing, and 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 the um, uh, the way it works together with movies is, I mean, thinking about the Harry Potter movies, and if you listen to the music that goes with with the Harry Potter movies, it's just it's incredibly beautiful music, but just to have the movie with it is 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 a fantastic experience mm-hmm. yeah and that's the great thing about the vancouver symphony orchestra because you can start with those kind of things the 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 cartoons with the classical music and and that's such a, a easily accessible way and then uh, then you can dip your toe a little a little more in the water exactly and, and Ex- see Mahler. yeah mm-hmm. that's the way it can work absolutely yeah, so so I have to ask you a personal question. How are you enjoying Vancouver? Because I had heard that y- you like to swim in the ocean as often. Oh, I, as you I can. love I I just love Vancouver. I mean, the, the, I I love swimming. I go as much swimming as as I possibly can wherever I am. I go swimming. I I travel a lot for my conducting. So wherever I go, even uh, you know, going to 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 Australia or. Uh, I, I travel in Europe a lot. I always try to go swimming, but the but the but the nature in Vancouver is just the best ever. I mean, there's there's the ocean, but there is of course also the the biggest, most beautiful saltwater pool in the world. I mean, <laughs> Kitsilano has the best pool in the world, and I I, I know because I I go to all these pools. So I, I love swimming. I love walking around and hiking, and it's 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 just a gorgeous place to be. I. I, I love the, the the people and the and the diversity of the food. I'm I'm just I, I I eat as much sushi as I possibly can. So it's 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 for me. It's it's just it always feels like such a joy to uh, to be in Vancouver. It really is. Yeah. So so you would say living in Vancouver and experiencing all this has affected your music. Has has affected oh, the oh. way you conduct. 
Oh, absolutely. And I and I, I couldn't I could never tell you how or why, but it has. And it's it has to do well, first of all, it has to do, of course, with the musicians in the orchestra. The way the way I've been welcomed in the city. Uh, by the audience, but especially by the by the musicians in the orchestra, it's just it, it's an incredible experience, and it, it I feel that we are still still getting to know each other better, and our relationship is growing, um, and we're inspiring each other, which is just it's wonderful to to have this in my life, and um, um, so so the musicians are 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 what brings me greatest joy. Um, so that's why first of all, coming to Vancouver is always a, a wonderful a wonderful. Um, uh, moment um but it's it's something to do with and this might sound weird but it's something to do with this the way vancouver is situated you know next to the ocean next to the mountains having nature so close is and 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 this is where it gets hard for me to explain why it influences my my music making but it's it has to do with a kind of natural flow Nature has a natural flow. Think about the waves in the ocean. Think about the way, um, think about the, the way fish swim in the ocean, right? So th- th- it, it feels like there's a natural flow going, going up and down, back and forth. And that, that the, exactly the same thing happens in music when it has the right flow, when it feels like everything is connecting in the right way, when nothing stands in between making music in a, in a, in, in a free-flowing sense and connecting that with the audience, it, it's very similar to what you experience from nature. And, well, I, I can just talk about it, but I can't really explain what, why <laughs> that is. But I think you get, you get what I mean, right? Well, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it was Laurie Anderson, the great uh, performance artist and musician, who said, uh, uh, talking about music is like dancing about architecture. It's, uh, it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's this sort of this thing. It's a it's kind of a magic language, and uh, and I and speaking of flow, I think that's a good reason why you should go to the website uh, VancouverSymphony.ca and look into ticket packages because if you got a bunch of different, you can sort of customize your own package. You could get a season ticket or customize your own package and see a number of different things and and how that flows together. I think it's a, a good idea. Well, I, I I love that way um, that the way that we present those tickets. Of course, a season ticket holder. You, I mean, you you get the best seats, you get the best prices. But you also you you also can get a, like what we call a curated series, and that means that you're going to be surprised by things that you're going to hear. You're going to know stuff, and you're going to have new things, which is I I always love that going go, going to a, to a really good restaurant. You, you go there because you know you're going to eat something great, even if you don't really know what you're eating, um, and um, and and that's what happens when you get one of those curated series. Or, of course, if you know what you really want to have, you can compose your own package. And, and, and that's something that I, I can really recommend doing. I mean, getting best seats for the best prices um, for the greatest music in Vancouver. What more could you wish for? Yeah. Well, Otto Tausk, such a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, all the best for the 105th season of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra. Thank you so much, Martin. 
Yeah, vancouversymphony.ca is the website. Uh, you can go there, find out about tickets and see all the different shows that are coming up and uh, definitely uh, take advantage of the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra this fall, the 105th season. And coming up on Vancouver Consumer, I'm Martin Strong. Are you feeling old? Well, you won't anymore when I tell you about a tree they discovered in Vancouver. Now that is old. Also, it's a small ray of light in that awful wildfire tragedy on Maui, and it also involves a tree. Stick around. It's all when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. The hot weather is definitely taking its toll, especially on trees. And that's not even mentioning the many wildfires going on across the country. We're all obviously thinking about those and hoping everybody is safe. But last month, a tree believed to be between 600 and 900 years old fell over at Stanley Park. The red cedar, which is well over three meters wide, was found on a trail just off of Third Beach. It's believed the tree fell because of something called heart rot, which eats away at the center of the tree's trunk. High temperatures and dry conditions can contribute to heart rot, and biologists say it just shows what's happening to western red cedars throughout the province. Meanwhile, biologists doing a recent trek through the Vancouver Island rainforest found something interesting when it comes to trees. They were looking for the world's widest western red cedar. They didn't find it, but what they did find is a tree that is estimated to be 2,100 years old. That tree is part of a generation that experts worry may represent the last of the giants as climate change makes it harder for these ancient behemoths to continue to survive. Sally Aitken is a forestry professor at UBC, and she says trees are resilient, but scientists don't know what the limits are when it comes to tolerating these rising temperatures. And she says if we want to give the giants of the future a fighting chance, it's important to protect areas where trees have the potential to grow for centuries to come. One of the oldest trees on record in BC is a yellow cedar that lived to be 1,835 years old. It was unfortunately discovered as a stump in an area that was clear-cut in 1980, and because it was a stump, all they had to do was count the rings. Putting a date on a living tree is a little harder. You need a tool called an increment borer. It basically performs a biopsy on the tree and lets you count the rings without actually chopping it down. So what are the oldest trees in the world? Well, BC cedars are teenagers compared to the Great Basin bristlecone pine. They are found only in California, Nevada, and Utah, and they've been known to live over 5,000 years. And the bristlecone pine is a tough one. One of the main reasons it lives so long is because of the harsh conditions. It's very slow growing and the wood is very dense and that makes it resistance to disease and insects. Uh, speaking of trees and wildfires, there is a tiny bit of good news after the historic devastation by that wildfire on Maui. In the middle of all that ash and rubble in Lahaina, there's a very famous tree it's a 150-year-old banyan tree, and uh, it has 
it is is not unscathed. It's heavily charred, but it is is still standing and it's still alive. Hawaii Governor Josh Green told reporters the tree is still breathing and is absorbing water and producing sap, just not as much as it usually does. Green says it's like a burn victim itself, traumatized, much like the town. And this Lahaina banyan tree is really amazing. It was planted in the courthouse square in Lahaina back in 1873. It was a gift from missionaries from India. That was before the Hawaiian Islands became a U.S. territory. And just seven decades after King Kamehameha declared Lahaina the capital of the kingdom. Back then, the tree was eight feet tall. It's now over 60 feet tall and has sprouted 46 major trunks that spread out for nearly an acre. It's believed to be the largest banyan tree in the entire United States. And I guess now it will become kind of a symbol of resilience of that community as they try to rebuild the island and their lives. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, a video showing a 200-square-foot room on the downtown east side going for two grand a month is going viral, and the politicians are busy blaming each other for that. That's when we check in on the Consumer News of the Week when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.